Baby Shark. Come in, Baby Shark. The podcast you're about to listen to is going to contain spoilers, misinformation, bad ideas, useless topics, and a lot of laughing. Please, stay careful out there. While this podcast wasn't performed in front of a live studio audience, it was performed by professional idiots that most of the time don't even know what they're talking about. Please, take everything they say with a grain of salt, okay? Now sit back, relax, do your best not to cringe, and enjoy the episode. What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode, and hopefully you get some mild enjoyment. As we talk about this week's topic, Kenobi, or Obi-Wan Kenobi, whatever your preference is. Uh, so we got a great show for you, but I'm Josh. Hello there. I'm Jared. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I am your father, and this is Hazard Animations. No, you're not. I am. You're not my dad. You're <laughs> no way. You Did you ever see Thumb Wars? Thumb Wars. Thumb Wars? Oh, we gotta do an episode. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's Star Wars, but with dumb claymation characters, and it's not, it's, uh, Darth Vader did it, but it's not. Oh, yeah. There's a thumb Darth Vader, and he's like, Luke, I am your mother. And he pulls (laughs) off his black cloak, and it's just all pink outfit. It is, it's amazing. All right. Well, again, I am your father. Let's get on to the intro. Welcome back. So yes, we're talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series. Kind of give you a quick rundown is it was released this year on May 27th, I believe, of 2022. So if you're watching this in 10 years, you know when. Mm. <laughs> Just kidding, we won't be around in 10 years. <laughs> this podcast will probably be long it is, gone by It then. is fresh out. Obi-Wan Kenobi is brand new. Um, so, and I know Jared, I'm guessing you are a big Star Wars fan as much as I am. Yes. I'm Maybe cute. not as much as I am, but probably. I don't know. We still have to have the, uh, the Star Wars off episode where we find out who is the bigger Star Wars nerd. That is also true. But I to say we're both big fans, I think it's absolutely fair. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I was thinking like, because we had... Well, actually, hang on. Let's go back into this. You canceled two weeks in a row. Or was it three? Two. I missed two. You missed two. Okay. And here's the reason I thought. The reason you missed two weeks is because you wanted to skip over Pokemon Forever. No. It, I didn't. Because in the last Pokemon episode, you said we are not doing that. Were we scheduled to do Pokemon Forever? We were doing Hot Wheels. And then Pokemon Forever. And then... Um, the... There may have been some subliminal... Me trying to get out of that. I figured there was. I don't. I don't want to watch Pokemon Forever. I don't. I don't. I don't want to do it. Yeah. So Jared. So we're doing it again, and hopefully it's going to be posted weekly. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah, it's going out weekly now. So hopefully. Yeah. So we'll have one this Saturday, and then from every Saturday thereafter, pending you know the end of the world. Hopefully. Or some other, you know, crazy thing. So yeah, but we want to talk about Kenobi. Uh, like I said, Obi-Wan Kenobi is probably one of my favorite characters out of Star Wars at all. Um, not just from the movie. Uh, Ewan McGregor is one of my favorite actors of all time. Absolutely. Just because of that. Um, but no, just the character, the storyline, and all the extra, which we'll get into a little bit. First thoughts when you saw it. Like episode one. Oh, we watched all three episodes. Yes. So we we're all caught up, up to this date. Yes. Now, only, we might... only three have been released so far. Yeah, so we might go at the figure out, change out, and do like the final of after we watched it all. Yeah, I think that might be an idea. Anyway, first thoughts. I loved it. I uh, so it's it's just a really like you said, Obi Wan Kenobi is a really great character. Yeah, Ewan McGregor is a fantastic actor, and I've enjoyed him in lots of things. Um, the first things that come to mind are like Moulin Rouge and Big Fish. Yeah, uh, those are two that I'm like, man, it, like 
He's just really good. Like he's really super believable as an actor. Yeah. Um, and then him bringing that to the Obi Wan character, like you, you really feel like what he's feeling. Like in, in the in the second episode, you know, Bail Organa has come to him. It's like, look, Leia's been taken. Like right. you, you need to go. Like, Spoilers I, are ahead, by the way. If you have not watched these, it's in the disclaimer. It is. Spoilers what I are say. up there. But yeah, they're up. It, this is a spoiler episode, so... If you're not up to episode three, you will be spoiled. We're, we're talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi, yes. and Sorry. and that's what we're going to do. Yes. Yeah. So, Leia's been kidnapped. Bail Organa's like, oh, yeah. help us, Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's the first you're, one or the second one? I think it's in the second one. It might have uh, been the first no, one. No, I think it was the first one, because... Oh, because the, the second, second one... Because... At any rate, wherever that happens. Wherever, yeah. So... Bail Organa's like, help us, Obi-Wan Kenobi, your only hope. And Obi-Wan's like, I'm not that guy anymore. Yeah. Like, just, and you really feel like he's really torn about this. And he's also really feeling the weight of his failure. Yeah, right? and that's kind of one thing I like I kept noting is like in that first episode when he had the visions of the past. Mm-hmm. And he says, Qui-Gon or Master, he's there. And that's kind of one of the main things, even in the books, like I've done a lot of that research too. Outside of this show, mm-hmm. but it's he lost connection to the Force um, from that time after the um, Jedi Purge, because um, and especially he held himself accountable for not killing Anakin, mm-hmm. and that was one of the struggles he had was saying, "Why couldn't I kill him?" Um, so that's and he lost, and so when he said to um, Organa, "Like I'm not the man I was," um, because he's still dealing with that depression, and even the books it goes through. He goes through this massive depression in this time period. Yeah. Um, which is something I noted because he lost connection to the Force in that 10 years mm. from the fall to now. I didn't know that he fully lost connection to the Force because in the show they definitely presented as like the first little bit of it. Like he's under the impression that Anakin's dead. Yeah. Like he believes that he he didn't kill him himself, but like who's going to survive sitting on the edge of a, yeah. of a lava lake, you know, with your legs chopped off and, so and, he, this, and an arm. So the assumption is that like Anakin's gone. Like, yeah. And so in the show, like Obi Wan get it gets revealed to him like no he's not like Darth Vader's yeah he's out there and he's looking for you. And I think when his eyes open and that's part of the thing that I think was a good touch is because he lost connection with the Force so he was had no way of sensing mm-hmm. if Anakin was still alive or not because he just cut himself off from it. Yeah. So when he started after he helped save Leia with the Force and he got reconnected. Because that was kind of the thing is you can see he's getting reconnected. Yeah. And then that look, he's like, I didn't kill him. Yeah. I thought I did. Mm-hmm. That was bad as Darth Maul, though. Because Darth Maul, he cut in half. He should have aimed for the neck. Just should have. Obi-Wan has a ha- bad habit of like... <laughs> Finishing the job. Doing 99% damage, but just not doing that last one. Yeah. And it comes back and bites him. Multiple times. Multiple times. Um, but I, So I love the show. I love the premise of getting to see some of those... In between years, between episode three and episode four, and, and some of this yeah. other stuff that's going on, the the development of the character from the Obi Wan of episodes one, two, and three versus the Obi Wan of four. episode four. <laughs> really, all you get like he's ghosting in five and six, but like yeah. you're not really seeing the yeah. character of Obi Wan, and so getting a little bit of a of a filler in that gap, I think is super cool. And these yeah. are the types of stories that I want them. To be kind of exploring. Yeah. Like the idea, to me, like I thought Rogue One was a great movie. One of the best. Options. I thought Han Solo was it, not a terrible movie. I don't think it was a terrible movie. No, either. but like those are stories that I just didn't care that much about. Yeah. I'm like, 
like I know Han Solo's a smuggler. He smuggled. There's the whole thing about him yeah. doing the Kessel Run and 14 parsecs or whatever. Like 12. 12 parsecs. <laughs> we get it. Like, right. There's, they had some history too, but that's not the story that I want. Like right. I want stories like like characters like Obi-Wan, uh, uh, an upcoming like Yoda thing. Yeah. Like, let's, let's see some of these other characters like from their youth. Um, so like when, when they're telling a story about Obi-Wan, like I'm super into it. I love the premise and I love um, how they've done it so far. I think it's yeah. super great. I've been really engaged with the episodes. Um, and like with, so kind of backtrack is when I heard the trailer, when it was announced in, I think it was announced in 2020, I think was the original, then COVID. Sounds right. Excuse me. And I was really worried about it because I'm thinking like that was right after like Seven, eight, and nine were coming out, and they were oh, in yeah. that. And I was thinking, like, they're gonna completely butcher this. Yeah. And I was just so. And then I looked at it right when they launched the new trailer. I'm thinking, like, even when the first trailer came out earlier this year, I'm thinking, like, I have mixed feelings because by the first trailer, it's like they aren't gonna do all the stuff that they should do. That was canon before Disney took over. Mm-hmm. And then the second trailer, I'm thinking, like, okay, maybe. First episode, I'm thinking, like, okay. They're doing it right. And then I looked at the director, Dave Fioni. Yeah. It, he, I'm not going to dock this. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's very smart. He's better than J.J. Abrams, in my opinion. Yeah. Because he knows what he's doing. Yeah. So Dave, Dave Fioni's done another couple of Star Wars projects. Like he, the he whole Clone, did the Wars Clone Wars series? Yeah. He, that was all him. Yeah. And that is a super beloved yeah. show by Star Wars fans. Like kind of all over the the spectrum. Uh, yeah. Whether you're a, a one, two, and three guy, a four, five, and six guy, or you are a fan of seven, eight, nine, like the Clone Wars animated series is generally liked by most people that have at least watched it. Like these are good right. good shows, and Dave Fioni's done uh, done some really great Star Wars projects. I felt kind of the same way when I first heard like the announcement of a Kenobi show or movie yeah. or whatever. I was like, wow, they butchered seven, eight. They're they're gonna get some other actor to do it and mm-hmm. it's going to be different and it's just not going to be what I want. Yeah. And it's not all about me. Like I get that. Yeah. But you know, like literally if they did not use Ewan McGregor, I would have boycotted. I said, I would not watch it. Yeah. I wouldn't have been interested. And, and you know, I was like, well, why couldn't they use one who's a different age? I said, the reason they shouldn't is Ewan McGregor fits the perfect age yeah. of the character. Like not just him as a, the character, he fits that age yeah. perfectly. Yeah. So there's no really other, option it was funny so i was watching in the first i watched the first two episodes with my wife and she was like is this the same actor from those those first movies i'm like yeah it's it's the same guy she's like does he just not age like he looks exactly <laughs> the my same mom said when she saw hayden christensen yeah she, she was like there's no way i sent her a tiktok video of when he goes like in the movie episode three when he goes may the force be with you and then there's the video of him going when he's now currently he's like May the force with you. I showed it to my mom. She's like, there's no way he's that old. And she looks at her and she's like, he's in his 40s. Yeah, like that's how time works. You know? <laughs> she's like, how? Yeah. So like these guys, like you said, they, Ewan McGregor fits yeah, like, age-wise. And, and you can see, like he still looks incredible for it, for whatever age he actually is. I think he's uh, that sounds right. But yeah. like, so he looks really great, but you can see like there's, there's some lines on his face that weren't there in episodes one, two, and three. And, yeah. and that's fitting. Like, right. He's, he's a little bit older and he's been through a lot, yeah. you know, I think. And he when, helped build Obi-Wan too, I think. Yeah. From he, the original, yes, he helped build it. But I think 
Ewan McGregor really just built it up more than what it was. Yeah, well, I mean, the I always forget the actor's name who played the original Ben, um, yeah. the original Obi-Wan, but I know Ewan McGregor took some cues from him and, and kind of how he delivered some of his lines and stuff like that. But the character gets really fleshed out in episodes one, two, and three. And there's not a ton to go off of yeah. from four, five, and six. And so, yeah, like Ewan McGregor really brought a lot of life to that yeah. role, to that character. Right. Um, and we got to see so much more of, of who that character is and his development and stuff. I did think that it was interesting, um, you know, in, in terms of the story, like Obi-Wan in episodes one, two, and three, he's much more of a, of a hopeful, like, kind of witty, right? not carefree, but a much more relaxed, confident person. And then you see him in, in these first couple episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he's completely changed. He is. Like, there's been a huge character shift. And, like, you can see that from what he's been through. Like, it's it's affected him yeah. in a major way. Not just in the... Like, getting cut off from the Force, That that's a huge thing. Yeah. But, like, dealing with all of those failures and letting that sit on him and him feeling like, man, I'm just not... I'm not the man that I once was. I can't yeah. do the things I used to do. Well, and there's like, like a fear. Yeah, and like going with that too, kind of adding on, like when he's talking to Owen, and like, again, from the comic and books, like that is a real, like Owen confronted him. He's like, I'm not letting you kill another Skywalker. He said, you killed one, you're not killing another one. Mm-hmm. And like even in the show, it, he's like, uh, Owen told Owen like, well, if he shows signs, he must be trained. He's like, like you trained his father? Mm-hmm. Leave us alone, Ben. Yeah. And, that kind of shows you Owen too, yeah. Because like it kind of shows how he got to the stage in the four episode four mm-hmm. as like he's grown this distaste mm-hmm. um, for Obi Wan, which you can't blame him. Like no. you can't be like, come on, Lars, like this or Owen. Like I keep wanting to call him Lars. I don't know why I it's think his name last is last name. Owen Lars. Yeah. Okay. Owen, like, come on, man. Like, you gotta let him train him in the force. Like, you gotta yeah. like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> like, this is a child, and you just like. Obi-Wan, in, in Owen's mind, like, got Anakin well, killed and failed him. Like, why would you let, like, some guy who, and let's be real, him. like, Owen does not know Obi-Wan all that well. No, he it's, doesn't know Anakin all that well. Exactly. He met him once. Yeah. It's like, I guess I'm your step-sibling. Yeah. But, like, like yeah, yeah, he's not going to. Like, don't, and it's like, well, don't worry about me. I just killed every single Tuscan Raider that's over there. But, yeah. Nice to meet you. Yeah, that was bye. That would have been a weird thing. Like your your half brother, your stepbrother shows up and he's like, "Hey, I found my mom and I killed like a whole village of people." Cool, cool, cool. Like, uh, this is a good family meeting. Are, are you staying for dinner? Like, what what do you want to do next? Like, are you going to kill all of us too? Like, you've clearly lost yeah. it. Like, well, it's like he, Owen. I don't think Owen necessarily knows like the whole story of Anakin. Oh, yeah. I think it's just like he's things like, well, Obi-Wan just killed him. Well, he, I'm sure he knows enough to know that, like, Anakin turned to the dark side and, like, yeah. flew off the deep end and doesn't want to risk, like, Obi-Wan doing that to Luke and having it happen all over again, which does set up, like, in episode four, like, it's not like Luke is a kid. He's very young, yeah. but he's not, like, the right age to start his training. He's missed that. And so now, like, they've set up, like, Owen's not going to let Obi-Wan train him. Yeah. Like, that's not going to happen. And we're not, not going to see scenes of, like, Obi-Wan with a, a kid, Luke, um, which I, it fits the story. Like, right. Luke didn't get training. No. Like, he really didn't. So I think that, that was, it was cool that they kind of set that up. And 
Um, I'm excited for the next episodes. I think yeah. uh, so far what we've seen has been really cool. Um, I just thought of something. This is like, you know how in the third episode, right? How uh, Obi-Wan and Leia are in there. He's talking about his family that he had before he was taken to the temple. Mm-hmm. This is, I'm, I don't know anything. I'm just, this is a crazy idea. When he starts talking to Qui-Gon again, I'm telling you, they're bringing Qui-Gon back. I don't know this for a fact, but I know they have yeah. to. When he talks to Qui-Gon and he starts connecting in, to the Force again fully, he's going to get a picture of his family he had. You think so? I had no idea. Mm. It'd be cool, though, to him, like, him just, like, as he's talking to Qui-Gon, he's trying, Qui-Gon's trying to teach him, like, I'm going to teach you how to live after that and become part of the Force. Mm-hmm. And as he's, like, doing it, he just sees... They're like, and he sees his brother, or because that's what he said he thinks it is. Yeah. Do I know? No. I think that'd be kind of an interesting. It thought. could be interesting. It's it's a tough thing to like. I, I'm not sure what purpose that serves, other than like a, like a cool factor, yeah. which I mean totally could be a thing. He's ne- we've never seen like really any Jedi that that I'm aware of in like any of the movies at least discuss like their family yeah, from before no. they were taken. Yeah. Like this is our first like. Or it would be really cool too to see if like talk about Duchess Satine. Dutch? Duchess Satine. Oh, oh Duchess Satine. Yeah, not Dutch. I thought you said Dutch as a teen. I was, <laughs> I like, was like, Dutch. What? No, we're not talking about who, Red Dead. Who is that? Dutch the teen? No. It was not a cowboy show. Dutch Duchess Satine. Yeah, that could be I mean that that relationship gets explored a lot in the animated series. Yeah. Um so I, I would not be surprised if if there was an episode appearance. Um, that could, you know, but like you said, kind of in our, our, before we got started, like if there's only six episodes that they're doing, there's just not enough time to add, like to, you can't add the Hut Wars, the Tuscan Raiders, Civil War, yeah. um, Het. there's a lot to cover yeah. that you can't. Yeah. There's just not time, which I don't like how they're doing that because there's, but I, I stand by my, my thought of, I think just six episodes is good. Like if they did, if they came out and they did another season, I'd be super excited oh, yeah. and I'd be into it. But I'm also perfectly happy for them to say like, you agreed to six episodes, like we're doing this and we're, we're kind of, we're wrapping it up. This is just like a fun yeah. project for us to do that's, you know, it's going to be good, but like we're not going into Obi-Wan, like every single event that happened to him between right. episode three and episode four like as i'm okay with that if they came out with more episodes that'd be great but my expectation is that we're gonna get six episodes and this is what we get and they like so much happens in obi-wan's life there's just not enough time to explore all of that but it would be super cool if they had an episode where duchess satine was in it and they got to have like a little little reunion of some kind yeah um but yeah, so there's a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the clone, The how he said, uh, loose change for a battered veteran? Uh, do you know who that was? Yeah, that's, uh, it's Boba Fett. Like, it's no. not. No? It's not Boba Fett at all. No, no, not the, it's the it's, actor. The actor who plays, like, yeah. Boba Fett. And I, I can't remember oh, his name. Oh, um, but it's that same actor. And so that was another case of, like, I looked at, uh, my wife, while we were watching that, I'm like, that's the same actor who plays, like, plays Django Fett. He plays right. Boba Fett. He's the, she's like, what? Like, they made the clones all of 
all off of like just one guy. Like she missed that when we watched oh, like yeah. the first couple of movies. I was like, yeah, it's the same actor. She's like, do none of these people age? Like they're just using no. the same guys over and over again. But I do not know who, like I, I looked at it, I was like, this is just a clone. And I was like, I did say, I told my wife, I was like, you know, Obi-Wan might've fought with that guy. Like we don't know which clone this is, but Obi-Wan fought close with a lot of clones and had some really close we relationships. We do know who he is. Who is it? It's Captain Rex of the 501st Clone Battalion. It is Captain Rex? It's Captain Rex. How do we know that? Did you see the helmet? Yeah. When it had the helmet there, I'm trying to think. There was, I saw a video on it with all the stuff. But you could obviously tell it's Captain Rex by the helmet. I'm going to have to go back and the, look. He had the uh, Stage 3 special helmet. Um, and plus, you got to remember, it, you, did you watch any of the Clone Wars? I did. Rex has removed his inhibitor chip. Mm-hmm. All the other clones didn't, except. Um, Gregor and Wolf. Those are really. So how would we know that this clone removed his inhibitor chip? Because it's Rex. But like, because it's like, so to say that he's got like the special helmet, like Rex wasn't the only clone in the army to have that special helmet. Like that may have been the only one we saw. Yeah. But in the entire clone army, like there had to have been someone else with that special special designation. There is different helmet. hel- special helmets for whatever rank you are. So Rex yeah, had- but he's not the only one at that rank. That's not how the military works. I, never mind. I'm, just, I'm bad at explaining that. I'm gonna have to go look into that. I'll watch a video. on But it. it's Captain Rex. It's 100. percent And I think that's when Obi Wan looked at him. He's like changed for a battered veteran. He goes, "Here you go." I think he knew it was Rex. I don't know, maybe. I think... I, I could be convinced that it's it's actually Rex, especially if they come out and they're like, in, in an interview or at a con or something like, oh yeah, that was that was Rex. Like, I would have no trouble believing that. Even, but based off of what we saw, I'm just like, I don't know. Well, and then even... I don't know. Not, like, even if they don't announce it, just based on the fact that... Just the helmet. Just the helmet and how it was portrayed, I think it's just... That's explanation... For a hunch enough to say, uh, you can, for when I saw it, did I see anything, read anything on it? No. I looked at it, I said, that's Captain Rex. I don't know. I I could be convinced of that, but I, I'll have to go back and check yeah. it and look at the helmet more closely. Um, and then, but I, it, I thought it was really significant. Oh, and yeah. like, that was definitely, whether it was Rex or not, like it's a clone, like down on his leg. Yes, like, that was a significant moment in, in obi-wan like kind of coming back into like the world as it were and seeing like the damage that has been caused in the wake of the empire taking yeah. over and so my mom and i were watching it on saturday right, last week um and we're watching it or whatever and my job as soon as i see rex i'm gonna call him rex because in my opinion that's who it is that's fine my jaw just goes like drops to the floor mom looks at me like what 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 I feel that whole scene, my mouth is... <laughs> For those of you who can't see, Josh's mouth is agape in uh, Pretty much. surprise. And so I was like, what is it? And so I paused it. I said, okay. Again, my mom's not a big Star Wars. So you gave her the whole rundown. I, you well, started from episode one. Of the no, I... Look, here's where it started. There's, okay. No offense to my mom. There's this place called Camino. She... Remembers she grew up the first ones, the four, five, and six. Yeah, and she doesn't know all like the books, the comics, like stuff I do. So yeah, I have to. Ex- when I see stuff like this, like Easter eggs, whatever you want to call, it, 
I have to, if I know what it is, I have to explain it to her in a way that she'll understand. Yeah. Because I, I can't go like, well, here's some deep Star Wars theology. Yeah. She's not going to understand it. It's like when she'll ask me a question about a lightsaber, I have to explain lightsabers to her in a very condensed Yeah, let me give version. you the cliff notes. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And so she was like, I'm like, okay. So I paused the show. I said, okay, you know, um, and she's like, yeah. I said, okay. He had the 501st Clone Battalion, okay, with the blue, right, with the episode three. He said, yes, that's Captain Rex. That was his second in command in the entire battalion. Mm-hmm. They trust. He's like, well, then why is he here and not? And I explained it briefly. I was like, oh, yeah. uh, I said, like, you're not going to get anything more than that. Yeah. No offense to my mom, but she just... It, well, without it, all the background, it's hard to know the significance of the character. Like, if it is Captain Rex, like, that's huge. Yeah. And the fact that, like, Obi-Wan didn't have more of an interaction is surprising to me. But, like, it, it's hard to get the full context of, like, how significant that, you know, few minutes that he's on screen is. Yeah. Like, that's a major character, if that's Captain Rex. Yeah. And... Uh, that could almost be super cool, like if it pops back up. So like all you see is just Rex come in. If Obi Wan goes back, he's like, or no, you see Rex pull out his gun and gets freaking um, Vader with it. Well, I don't think that will happen, but that'd be cool. It would be. Int- I'd love to see him be brought back into the show. Yeah. I think that would be and a like, great character. bringing like back old characters like Quinlan Vos when he's in Episode Three. When he's he's like, Vos was here, mm-hmm. and Mom's like, who's that? Again, going not throwing on with it. Kind of, and I said, so Quinlan Voss, him and Obi-Wan weren't necessarily friends because Voss was the radical, the crazy Jedi, mm-hmm. and he was just very out there, kind of. Yeah. Um, but Obi-Wan respected it. If you look at the books and stuff, he respected him. He said, if I want someone to track, I'm going to him. I'm going to the guy who I know can track anyone. Mm-hmm. So he saw that. He's like, so my mom's like, well, all the Jedi were killed except Obi-Wan and Yoda and Luke. I said, well, no, no, no. You're seeing from the movie standpoint. Not all of them. I said, Quinlan Vos was one of the ones that survived. He was actually on Kashyyyk with Yoda at the time. Mm-hmm. He's one of the Jedi that survived. And she's like, oh. But hearing that, just like he's like, Vos was here. If you don't know the name, you don't know the name. Yeah. But you know the name, you're like. But I do think that this show does a good job of like, even if you don't know the name, you don't know what the connection between Obi-Wan and Vosk is. Like, they give you a clear enough picture, like, here's a significant past connection that Obi-Wan has to this guy. Even though you don't know who it is, or if you don't know who it is, you know it's important. Yeah. They, they make a good point of, like, so even if, like, there's not, if you don't have the full context of, like, Star Wars background and, and some of those deeper facts, like, there's enough there for you to understand, like, okay, Obi-Wan ha- has an encounter with this clone trooper. That's significant. Yeah. Obi-Wan finds this little writing on a wall and recognizes the name. That's significant. Right. And so I do I think they're doing a good job in of like making sure that if you have that deep knowledge of Star Wars, right. there's some really cool stuff there. But if you don't have it, you're not completely lost. Right. You're able to follow along with everything that's going on. I think that's great. Yeah. There's one thing I wanna I wanna go into Vader in a second. There's same thing some things I want to say with Vader. But Vader. first thing I wanna mention for that is the fake Jedi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We were just laughing. What did you think about that guy? He was just, I think, comedic relief was pretty much the. I thought the character was hilarious. I thought it was so funny. I was like, oh my gosh, this guy. As soon as he like started talking, I was like, obviously this is a fake Jedi. And yeah. Like, it's all a trick. And then the mom goes like, the Force is really strong. So he's like, yes, it is. Yes, it is. 
<laughs> and everyone's just in the corner like, if I was more connected to the force, I would just throw him in the air. <laughs> That's funny. I, I thought that was a fun character, uh, a great addition to to the show. And yeah, there's a little bit of but even like, relief. Yeah, and I, again, he was a great character. But even like after the kid went in and said, we had him, he's like, now we got to go get, he's like, we're going to get him first. Mm-hmm. And he walks up to over one thing and like, well, I'm going to take him. It's what you think when you're hearing him. He's like, yeah. I'm going to take him in. Yeah. He's like, I want to help you. So, I mean, I'm on stage. Sure. Do I like credits? Yes. Yeah. Do I feel bad? Most times. <laughs> and he's like, but I want to help you. He's like, take this. He's like, how can I trust you? I'm your one. He's basically saying, I'm the only way you have off this planet. Mm-hmm. So You don't have a choice but to trust me. I think that guy's a good actor too. Like, I think he's, he's a good comedic actor. Yeah. Like, it's not the, like the Pokemon Jesse and James, like, oh, oh yeah. these are the, the silly little side characters that are supposed to bring a bit of levity to the situation. Like, that actor, I think his name is Kumal. Um, yeah he he's really funny and so and he was actually in the eternals movie he's one of oh, he? one of the eternals oh, okay um so he's, he's like a pretty big big named actor right and for them to bring him in like i thought it was it was very fitting and i thought it was a good character yeah and i thought that you know uh, it was fun and that little switch of like he he is gonna try and help obi-wan yeah was a cool little twist and, and you know, even though he's like a fake Jedi, he stands off against this Inquisitor. What are you crackling about? It's what? I don't know. I just heard like a crackle in my ears. It's weird. But, so he stands up to this Inquisitor with a lightsaber and connection to the Force, like his yeah. dangerous person, knowing full well he's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm probably not up for this task. Right. But it was, it was a good character. Yeah. I thought it was a good little addition to, to the show. Yeah, and kind of, so Vader, like, I think this is, and you don't get to see him until episode three, mm-hmm. in person, I think. Yeah. And kind of like, mom, my mom was asking me, I feel like I'm starting to less so much right now. Mom, I hope you don't watch this. She will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send it to her. All uh, the things that Josh is saying about you, he's saying in love. Like, yeah, it's and not, I'm using it as examples. It's not your fault that you don't know as much about Star Wars as he does. Like, it's okay. Yeah. You know, not everybody needs to know everything about Star Wars. Right. It's fine. Um, and so she asked, she asked me, like, the Inquisitors. Yeah. And, like, she's like, well, they were once Jedi then, right? I'm like, well, yeah. She's like, then why did they turn to the dark side? It means they said, so, okay, well, you got to look at it this way, okay? You're seeing Vader as how you grew up with him. So Vader was this ruthless killing machine. So he said, well, they had to be, the Jedi had to be evil anyway. I said, well, no, you got to understand. They joined Vader for survival because... After the purge, he basically started hunting the Jedi, most of them by himself. Mm-hmm. And he was the kind of person who would, he would kill him. But yeah. it, so when the Jedi saw him, they're like, I'm about 30 seconds away from dying. Like, literally, that's, he was that, when you said his name, yeah, you were that terrified. Yeah. Because that's the kind of person Vader was. Mm-hmm. You don't, and she didn't, you don't picture that in movies as much. But when you see it, you're like, "This is that's why they jo- the Inquisitors or Assassins or whatever, because they didn't want to get killed by Vader. Mm-hmm. And I think it shows that too when the Inquisitor, she's talking to Vader. And he says, if you succeed, you'll do fine. If you fail, you won't live to regret it. Yeah. Which it's fine. He's like, you will not live. I'll kill you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing. I was oh, like, he is this ruthless person. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid to kill anyone in his path. Yeah. And especially Jedi. 
Yeah, absolutely a Jedi. And like even when he's trying to find Obi-Wan, he's just pulling people out of the windows. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of shows you the picture of who Vader really is. Which, that was something that I actually thought was really cool. And I even made a comment in episode, the first episode about it. I was like, man, these Inquisitors just aren't as as ruthless as I thought they would be. Like, I fully expected them to show up and just start killing people yeah. left and right. I thought that was going to be their attitude towards the situation. Like, we're going to kill everybody. But there was definitely some hesitation to, like, just run around and kill everyone. Mm-hmm. Which I was like... It doesn't seem to fit with like the idea of a Sith or like a, a Grand Inquisitor or any of the stuff you guys. I thought they would have been more ruthless and bloodthirsty yeah. like Vader. But what was really cool about the, the third episode is like, so they've set up like these Inquisitors are bad guys and they have no problem hurting people and threatening yeah. people and doing stuff. But they are not as brutal and ruthless as Vader. So that yeah. when Vader finally shows up on the scene and he's using the force, like you said, just pulling people out of their houses and cracking necks, like just as he casually walks around, like you really feel right. like this is the baddest dude like in the galaxy. And he yeah. has no care about like ending anybody at any moment for any reason. So like them... I feel like they really set that up though, because if they had had the Inquisitor show up and they started just killing everybody like in the first episode, yeah, and then Vader shows up and he's doing it too, it's there you lose some of that like Value. intensity, yeah. And so I feel like they did a great reveal of Vader, one of the most well-known like villains, yeah. of any movie, show, book series, or anything. Like everybody knows who he is, yeah. But they had this really dramatic intense uh entrance of him which yeah. i thought was super cool and then like with row one too like when you know how they're trying to get the plans off the ship mm-hmm. well, i was like well, why didn't they just hand it through the door i'm like well you gotta understand this when you're that terrified you're not thinking straight yeah because here you got a dark room a red lightsaber and you're hearing the breathing mm-hmm. of vader they're thinking like we don't care about the plans we don't want to die Mm-hmm. Like, that's literally... She's like, well, why did you just hand it in the first place? They got the biggest monster walking down the hall. Yeah. Taking him down one at a time. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you see it on, like, Obi-Wan's face. Like, yeah. he is... Like... He's terrified. Obi-Wan has taken down some big names. He's defeated Anakin in a lightsaber duel before. And he still is literally shaking. Like yeah. in fear of, of this this guy yeah. in front of him, like Darth Vader had an immense fear that he just exuded wherever he went, and people like couldn't help but react in yeah. fear. Like they, they had, in a lot of cases, no control over their, what they're doing. It's just your your body reacts when you reach a right. certain level of fear. Yeah, and then like with Vader too, it's he became such a powerhouse. Like how I showed you, like telling you about the one handed lightsaber. He went from using a normal. He only used one hand mm-hmm. because he figured, I don't need to put the extra effort in. Yeah. He would just, if he can get you to crouch down trying to block, he would just hammer you yeah. until your lightsaber gave out or he just was like, mm-hmm. it, that was really it. Yeah. Uh, and then like also trying to put Obi-Wan in the fire, like your pain is just beginning. Yeah. That was rough to watch. I was like, oh, something's going to happen. He's going to get rescued. Cause I mean, obviously Obi-Wan doesn't have like real visible significant burns on his body or face or whatever when you see him yeah. later on in episode four or whatever. Uh, but there was no like last minute rescue. 
and he's Darth Vader's just dragging Obi Wan through the fire. I'm like, oh crap! Yeah, this is crazy. This is crazy right now. Yeah, I was glad the droid showed up and dragged him away. <laughs> yeah, Obi Wan, yay! Well, what do you think of the hog guy? I didn't add this. That guy with the big old snout in Episode Three. Uh, like the the trans like the truck the tra- driver yeah. guy. Like the, the empire loving, uh, or whatever species he is. I didn't think too much of him because no. it's a pretty small character. I was very surprised that he was so pro empire because most characters you run into in the Star Wars universe, they're not huge fans of the empire unless they're like in the army or something, or one yeah. of the like the big wig, like leaders Admiral of the empire. Yeah, like, but the regular people pretty much universally like do not like the empire and so here's like the one guy in the galaxy who's like oh yeah they're great like they bring some order yeah. this is good stuff well it's like even organa being in the imperial senate mm-hmm. it's he's still a senator but he's in in the imperial so but yeah. he's still doing the rebels on the trying trying to do fight the good fight and but he's still doing trying to do things legally like in diplomacy yeah and he's like well we're still trying to discuss this in the senate mm-hmm even though Senate's really one man in charge kind of yeah. thing. When you have a, an emperor, you know, he kind of runs the show. Yeah, and a ruthless killing machine. Yeah. It's Vader. Vader. So kind of, there's a few things I wanted to, you know, before we kind of start wrapping up, we're getting to that time. I, like I said, we said this earlier, like some of the stuff I would love to see with Obi-Wan is like how he goes against Darth Maul. And stuff like that, because that would be really cool. I know that I don't think they're going to like, or like even, um, actually, Het and stuff, because those are like those are two main power players, mm-hmm. especially Maul. Like they showed a little bit in Rebels, which I thought was a good touch. Don't get me wrong, I said that was yeah. It didn't really do it justice though. I think there was a lot more that could have been done. But so I'm looking. You're looking forward to the rest of it, I think? I am, definitely. Like, I've loved the show so far, and I, I think it sets up a lot of really great stories. Yeah. So even if it's like a... Because um, I could see them doing, you know, the next show, if, if it's like an Ahsoka show or some other show, like, they've, they've reintroduced the character of Obi-Wan. So now Ewan McGregor is there, Obi-Wan is there for them to use as, like, a cameo in other yeah. shows that they do as they move through other stories. Yeah. So, I, like, I'm really excited about that. Like, right. there's a character there that could pop in on an episode here and there as they do more shows. Because um, Ewan McGregor is still really young. Like, yeah. They, they could use him. He's for, not at the end of his career. I don't think so. No, not really. And I, I think that there's still lots of room for them to use that character of Obi-Wan and use Ewan McGregor um, to pop in and out of other yeah. stories. In right. the same way that, like, The Mandalorian had, like, you know, there's some some Boba Fett episodes. Yeah. Like there, there's some other things going on. Characters popping in and telling some different stories through all this stuff. So that's what I'm probably most excited about. Is this sets up a lot of really cool potential other shows for yeah. Disney to do, yeah. which people love. So like in that same vein of the Darth Maul stuff, like there could very easily be a Maul series, like yeah. five or six episodes telling some more of the Darth Maul story because yeah. they explore that in some of the the. The animated yeah. shows, but I think that they could very easily adapt that to like a live action. Yeah, it's like with like the new Cassian, um, and or you know the guy who's in Rogue One mm-hmm. that they're doing a, a series on now. Yeah. Now I, I the know show nothing I watched, about it. I've heard of it. 
uh, Ruby or whatever, there was a character in that. I want we're gonna do a podcast on that eventually, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna be very vague. They the guy who one of the writers, he's like this one character. We didn't expect anything out of her, but everyone seemed to like her, mm-hmm. even though she was dead. Yeah, and that's the same thing with this guy. I think it's Cassian or something in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. There wasn't supposed to be a major story with this guy. It was rope. It was a start, finish, end. Like that's yeah. it. There was no supposed to be after. And everyone's like, this was the greatest character in the movie or in, ever. It's just like, there's a reason we killed him off. Yeah. We didn't expect anything out of it. was, he's there, he's dead. Yeah. And that's the end of it. Now they're like, now I got to go back and make a whole story for this guy. Well, I do think that there is something to be said for like, not every character needs to be revived and, and re-explored or mm-hmm. like going deeper. Like George R. R. Martin has famously said that his biggest problem with like the Lord of the Rings series was that Gandalf died, but then he comes back and no significant characters like really die. And when you watch like a Game of Thrones show or read those books, like yeah. part of the intensity of those stories are there is a very real fear of a character that you like might get killed at any moment. Right. It, and it does, not even necessarily like we're building up to it and like you can kind of see it coming like characters will just be offed and you know so sometimes in these Star Wars stories and these other stories we miss that a little bit and, yeah. and you get into a, this sense of like Obi-Wan's gonna be fine like like you can watch the Obi-Wan series right. and you know as dangerous as it ever gets in any of these episodes we could see his head chopped off and we know he'll be back. He'll be back. Right. Like there's, you miss something with that. And don't get me wrong. I love the Obi-Wan show. I, I love that they're telling more of that story, but not every character needs this. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know that necessarily it's good to go back into the stories that have been told and find characters right. that we want to re like explore deeper. Right. Let's do new characters. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm at the, that point. Um, and granted, Seven, eight, and nine. There was a bunch that of new characters existed. that weren't well received, you know, by a lot of people. But I mean, there were characters in those movies that a lot of people did like. Yeah. And so, I, new characters are hard yeah. because there's the unknown. Like you don't know. Yeah. Who people are going to connect with on a large scale? Yeah. You, you just don't know. I still think they need to do um, Star Wars trilogy of the Old Republic. Set of three movies. They were going to do it. I'd love that. But they did it with the Game of Thrones directors. They had a contract with them. And then after Game of Thrones ended, they're like, never mind. Yeah, we're like, we're not doing that. Darth Revan from those games, the the Old Republic. Yeah. That's an amazing character. Yeah, there's a lot. And he was even a good guy, too. Yeah. And there's even just doing, even if just one movie, like I'm saying, not just a series, maybe just one two hour movie. They could do that, and I'd be a fan, and I'd watch it, yeah. and I'd be so excited for that because right. I love the character. What I thought would be good is if they did, like, if they did a TV series for like Disney Plus, like they're doing a bunch of these shows. Yeah, I thought it would be really cool if they did a Knights of the Old Republic series, and it was we're going to tell the story once, and Revan is going to go the path of the light side, and then we're going to tell that story again. And he's going to go the path of the dark side. So you get to tell. So just like in the games, you could play the light side or dark side. And right. your, your story is different based on your choices. So if you did 
you could get two series worth of show using all the same characters, sets, like everything's the same, right. but how Revan reacts to all of that. Um, also, Disney, if you're listening and you want two writers for any new Star Wars movies, whether it be Old Republic or anything, uh, my email is hazard4fans2 at gmail.com. Feel, feel free to contact us. Oh, we'd love that. But I, I think that that would be super great, and I think that that... That could be the next evolution of movies in general, right. is telling the same story from two different perspectives of here's the main character is going to act in this way, especially with the Star Wars stuff. Yeah. There's so many opportunities for them to say, we're going to tell this story and they're going to walk the path of the light side. And we're right. going to tell that same story again. We're going to walk the path of the dark side because it minimizes some of those costs because you're using the same characters, the same actors, but you get two stories out of it. Right. And like... I know that those games were really popular for for a while. Of like, there was the Knights of the Old Republic games right. where you could play light side, dark side. There was also the Fable series. I don't know if you ever played that, but there was a series of games where you could play like you make your own choices. Infamous, Infamous. Uh, I mean, even Red Dead Redemption. Like, a, yeah, those are games that the story changes based on your actions. Right. And so I think it'd be really cool if there was some movies or TV series where like, hey, we're gonna tell the same story, but the way the main character acts right. is going to be two different ways. And so you can see like two different, I think people will like that. Yeah. Um, I'd be a super big fan, but if all they did was a Knights of the Old Republic, two hour, two and a half hour movie, I, I'd be all over it. Yeah. I think doing something like that would be really cool. To and see. I would get super excited about that because maybe that would spur on a Knights of the Old Republic three instead of Knights of the Old Republic online, which I did not play because no. I didn't want to. Yeah. I didn't want a, a, an MMO. I didn't want no. a game. Like, I wanted a game that was Knights of the Republic. Right. Like, I was so I was so mad for a few years yeah. about that. Well, like, it's like, one day I, heard, I think it was Mark Hamill or something, or even what I think, is Star Wars is one of those things, it's never going to die. Probably like, not. I don't... Started what first one came out seventy six, something like that. Okay, before I was born. Before both were born, <laughs> yeah. my mom was a a kid when it came out. I I have uncles and stuff that went and saw it when it so it was like mid to late seventies, I think. I forget. Yeah, I got a story I'll tell in a second about that. What my mom said, but it's something that'll never die. I yeah, Star Wars. It's like even one like Mark Hamill was like the. The galaxy is always expanding. There's always new planets. Yeah. And like, Star Trek came out first. Star Wars completely left it in the dust. Like, yeah. you have Star Trek way in a different galaxy, and Star Wars is in a completely different one. Yep. It, there's just no comparison. Star Wars will be around. I don't care. It'll be around forever. Yeah. Until the Death Star shows up and blows the world up. But anyway. Yeah, there's definitely enough stories to tell in the universe to just keep going. Yeah. Um, which I, I think is a good thing. Like I would, I would like to see rather than if, like them have done seven, eight, and nine. I would have liked for them to just like use the same universe, pick a different time or a different whatever. Like yeah. tell a different, tell a new story that said like yeah. people would have loved that. Exactly. And then there's no like everybody who is like, well, it's not like you know four, five, and six, or it's not like one, two, and three, or it's, it doesn't line do up with new. any of the other story. Like just do a new thing. Like yeah. and then you eliminate all of that. Well, it's not like... It's a whole different... Well, yeah, it's not like... Right. It, this is a different story. It's in the same universe, but this is not... It's not the Star Wars story that yeah. you know. This is something different. Well, it's like, I guess I was going back to talking to mom, and she was like, 
Yeah, I didn't see the first one when it came out when I was a kid, but I saw the second one. Mm-hmm. I was probably still a teenager, and my I said, and I looked at her. I said, "Your dad probably wasn't too happy about that." So my grandpa, mom's dad, was very strict, mm-hmm. a military guy. Yeah. So very strict. Didn't like mom going out and doing anything. Mm-hmm. Her older sister, the oldest of the family, just grabbed her, took her to the movies, and brought her home. She's like, I love Star Wars. My grandfather was mad. Yeah. He's like, Joby, it's my Aunt Joby, but he was like, Joby, why did you take her to the movies without asking? She's like, she's 15. She can go to the movies if she wants. Because mm-hmm. at that time, you needed a movie that was rated PG-13 or up. You had to have an adult. Yeah. Especially in the 70s. Yeah. It's, you, so, my aunt was... I remember that when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, I couldn't go to a PG-13 just by myself. Yeah. Like... So there was ways around it, obviously. Like, if your parents were willing to just buy you a ticket and let you go in by yourself, like, there was nobody monitoring that. Yeah. But I could not, as a 14-year-old, walk up to a PG-13 movie like, I want to see this. They wouldn't sell me a ticket when I was a kid. Yeah. I haven't been 13 for a long time, so I don't know if that's the rule anymore. anymore. I think it moved up to R. Yeah, probably. Which is probably a good thing. Like, 13-year-old kids should not be... Seeing R. <laughs> Even though they probably do on Netflix and whatever streaming services they yeah. have. But. And like that's something like my mom might uh, her other sister. It's they're looking at it from like a four, five, and six view mm-hmm. of the original. So when they're looking at Star Wars, they're thinking like this is the what we're thinking. It's like, well, there's so much more. And my in our generation, we came out with one, two, and three. Yeah. And then it came what's later was later known as four, five, and six. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know about you, but like those were the first ones that growing up that even myself, we watched. It's one, two, and three. Yeah. And then four, five, and six. I remember like, I, I know that I saw four, five, and six before I saw one, two, and three, but the significance was not there. Right. Like, I remember them and yeah. I was like, oh, you know, these are good movies, it's a cool story. Um, but when one, two, and three came out, that was really where like my love for Star Wars took off. Yeah. Like, it, same with me, one, two. Well, when I saw one, two, and three, yeah, one came out before I was born, and so mm-hmm. two, I think, two came out, and actually all of it probably. Year two thousand, uh, three came out in 05, didn't it? I don't remember. That sounds right. I think so. But and, like, mom's one who got me really into it is just Star Wars, especially after three, which is another funny thing. Mentioning mom again, try guess what my favorite Star Wars movie is. Episode three. Three. Yeah. It, my mom hates that movie. Really? Hates it. She doesn't necessarily hate it. She hates it. It's my favorite. Yeah. So she'll be like, I'll go out and li- or like, mom's like, hey, Josh, just watch a Star Wars movie. Not giving me any context. I'm like, sure. And I go out to grab the room. She's like, not episode three. Episode three is so good, <laughs> though. Is. But she, and she'll do that too. She'll be like, are we going to watch Star Wars? She's like, go on a Star Wars movie. Okay. Not episode three. Dang it. So any of them but episode three? Yeah. And which the logic she gives of why she doesn't like the prequels is valid. She likes them, but not, like she has not a hard as time. much. And because she's like, I grew up when she was younger that Darth Vader was this terrible person. Like just this horrible guy. He's a bad guy. And then I see him as a kid when he starts off as a good guy. Mm-hmm. And so that's just so hard for me to get past because I see a monster. Yeah. And now I'm seeing this young kid. Yeah. And she said, that's the hardest 
I'm not saying she doesn't like it. I'm, yeah. That's where she's trying. Like, I can't. It's hard for me to get past that point. Yeah, I could see that being difficult for some people. I That's one of the things I really like about 1, 2, and 3 is, like, you really see the evolution of this character and his yeah. descent into madness. Yeah. Like, absolute madness. Um, and you see, like, his reasonings for it. Like, it's not right. It's yeah. not that he, you know, he's completely justified in his actions. But, like, you understand, like, there's an immense amount of trauma and, like, yeah. there's, there's stuff that goes on in his life that... Um, like you see the progression and right. how he goes from being that sweet, innocent kid to being the most feared man yeah. in the galaxy. We tend to on a lot of tangents, don't we? Sorry. That's, no, it's okay. I, I, Star not... Wars Episode One came out May 19th, 1999. Okay, okay. So yeah. And two came out 2002. Okay, so yeah. Three came out in. 2005. Ah, I was right. All three were in May. It probably makes sense. 99, 2001, 2005. 2002, 2005. 2002, 2005. Yeah, I think that was one. Yeah. Okay, so, again, I like going off topic because tangents, it's fun. That's fine. Do you think, I'm going to just touch on this, we can't get in a huge discussion another episode for another time. Did Anakin bring balance to the Force? Yes or no? What are yes. Thoughts? He did. Yes, Why? Anakin brought balance to the Force. Was he the chosen one? <sighs> That's... It's tough. That's, <laughs> I, I struggle with that a lot more than did he bring balance. Like, he brought balance. Absolutely. Where there were hundreds or thousands or however many Jedi across the galaxy and there was two, one so, or two Sith. Like, now all of a sudden things are evened out. There's two and two. Um, or two and one, depending on when you're looking at the timeline. But he definitely brought balance. Um, whether he was the chosen one or not, I struggle with that. And the biggest reason I struggle is because seven, eight, and nine brought a lot of confusion for me. Yeah. And I, I lost a lot of the clarity of See, what I had. For me, this is going to sound a little stupid, even though I am. Seven, eight, and nine don't exist to me. You just don't you you wipe I don't out. acknowledge them. I said they're not canon. I know Disney's like, well, they're canon now because we own it. To me, it's not canon. I don't care what those movies have to say. Or like, even my mom goes like, I keep mentioning my mom. How about the my uncle there? I'll call out my uncle on this. <laughs> uncle Tim, if you're watching, I love you, but I'm still gonna. You're getting called out. You're getting called out. He's like, well, what about in this movie? I said, completely ignore those. I said yeah. they don't exist. It's not Star Wars in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And so like, well, it said this. Why is it contradicting? This to movie the prequels, ignore it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not canon. Yeah, Disney says it is. There is a lot of other Star Wars fans I have met and I know of mm-hmm. that have the same views as I do. Well, my struggle with all of that stuff is like in the same way like Episode One, Two, and Three were formative for me. They came out when I was kid, teenager. Um, like seven, eight, nine are that for a new generation of Star Wars yeah. fans too. So like the significance is there for a big part of the fandom, the younger part for sure. Um, and so I I fully understand the people who are like I don't I don't add seven, eight, and nine to the canon. I don't think that's part of the story. I just I imagine it never happened. Like yeah. I super get that. Um, but you know it's also. There, there's some appreciation I have for seven, eight, nine because it was a continuation of the franchise, yeah. and I, and as, as much as I movies. didn't like it, as much as I did not like seven, eight, nine, 
I appreciate that they're bringing Star Wars to more fans and that it gets yeah. to keep going because yeah. like not everything is going to be for me. Not everything is going to be my favorite, but I love Star Wars. I think it's a great story yeah. and 789 continue stuff even if it's not how I want. Right. It's a continuation and and that is worthwhile, but I I'm kind of in the same boat of like there's so many things about 789 that just don't make sense to me in relation to one through six. Yeah. Um, that it's, it's a struggle for me. I think before seven, eight, nine, I would have said, yeah, Anakin's like the chosen one. It's just not the prophecy isn't what even Yoda admitted. They like, might have been misread. Yeah. And that's just the hardest thing. Like try to get past and really family movies. Yeah. They were for the, if we take it to Star Wars, just as family movies, they're fine movies. Mm-hmm. My mom took me to go see episode nine when it came out. Uh, my friends from my old church or whatever asked me they're like have you seen it yet i said i really don't want to they're like trust me you don't want to see it yeah and one of the guys dan he was like josh i know you don't go watch it yeah you're gonna regret it yeah he said do you mind if i just spoil it for you i said do you really think i'm gonna hate it he's like trust me you are going to hate it he explained it to me i'm like you're right i am gonna hate it so i wasn't i was not going to watch it like literally that's where i was at i'm just like Mom comes in the room like, Josh, get up. I'm like, why? She's like, we're going to movies to see what? She's like, oh, I bought you a Star Wars movie ticket. She's like, you don't want to go? I'm like, what? And she's like, I already bought the tickets. I said, yeah. I'll go. It was a Christmas gift. It was a spot. I didn't want to be like that guy. Yeah, you like, don't no. be rude. So, and I was like, okay, I'll go. Yeah. We walk out to the car. She's like, wasn't that a great movie? No. No. It, no, it, it was terrible. Yeah. And she's like, why? So we're in the car driving home. And I'm explaining to her, she's like, okay, I can see why you think it was a terrible movie. Yeah. It was. And I, I man, I was, I, I held out hope. for Because yeah. seven, or seven, I was like, okay, like, not my favorite, but there's stuff here. Like, I can, you know, I can see where, I'll be open to seeing where this goes. Eight comes out and I'm like, this is bad. Like, this is just not good and makes no sense to me. And, it, and it's weird. Um, and so I was in the same boat with nine of like, I'm not going to go see it. Yeah. And I wouldn't have, but I, same thing happened. Like I was in Texas visiting my family. And my brother's like, Let, let's go. Like, we're going to go like you and me and our wives, we're going to go, we'll get out of the house for the day. My parents were going to watch all the kids. And so it's right. like, okay, this is an opportunity. And I was like, all right, like I'll do this with you. The brotherly thing. Like, right. We'll have a good time. It's fine. Um, and I got out of that. And I was mad. I was like, yeah, this is, that was so terrible. And I had some hope between eight and nine with them kind of teasing the emperor's return. I was like, now here's a big bad guy who like, they could really do something. With yeah, this. And I could have, I could have even seen them doing like, we're going to do a nine and a 10. Like yeah. we have so much that we're trying to like, we got to bring him back in nine, but then there's, you know, right. there has to be the, the demise and then the the return of like the good guys they they got to get beat in nine so that in, in ten like they come yeah. back and ultimately win but it was it felt very much like kids telling a story yeah that they just kind of ran out of time and then they just sort of like when you're a kid you super rapid at the end like uh and then my guy uses his super blast and destroys all the black the bad guys and we win like yay this is done like yeah I'm, and like. Now, I heard an interview of Ryan Johnson who did seven, eight, and nine, or seven and eight. Yeah, not nine. Cause, and after well, seven, wasn't the same 
director that did seven and nine, and there was a different one that did eight. No, seven, eight. They fired Ryan Johnson, and then, and then they brought J.J. Abrams. That's when J.J. Okay. I heard an interview. He said basically, "I know how the fans are not going to like this, but I really don't care. It's how I want it." Yeah. And which is a bad director. Yeah, that makes no sense. And even now to this day, after eight came out, I will not watch a single movie knowingly that is directed by Ryan Johnson. Yeah. I will not watch it. Yeah, I remember hearing about that interview and I that left a bad taste in my mouth too. I'm like, I, I could have understand if the sentiment was, look, we're trying to just appeal to, to new audiences. So I understand like the the older fans aren't gonna be as big of fans of it, but like we're we're trying to do this for the new generation. But that was not the attitude. That wasn't no. the approach. It was I don't care what those old fans think. I'm doing what I want. Yeah. And that I was like, and disregarding what Star Wars has was and like yeah. all the extra lore and stuff like that. Yeah. It was just like, and I heard some films, one of my friends were like, well, Knives Out, who was directed by Ryan Johnson, was a good movie. Okay. Uh, you have to watch it. Nope. I won't. I don't have to. I feel that way about Tom Cruise. Like, I'm just, I, I'm completely uninterested in watching any movie with Tom Cruise. Yeah. And I, I actively avoid it as much as I can. I feel that way. I feel it. Yeah. Um, so I'm, that was um, a long tangent. So Obi-Wan Kenobi is a great show. It really is. Go yeah. watch it. It's on Disney+. Plus. You should. If you want to get the best subscription possible with our voiceovers on it, pay twenty nine ninety nine at the PayPal. We'll be more than happy to give you a voiceover. Yeah. We should do that. We should just watch <laughs> the episodes and do a, uh, do a little, little color commentary. We could. That'd be fun. Okay. Um, any final thoughts, comments, That's questions? all I have. I think we that's all my stuff. Pretty much covered everything. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do a quick kind of wrapping things up. Plugging the links. We have a Twitch podcast, which is here, which you're listening to right now, either Apple, Spotify, Google, whatever. Um, you listen to. We also have a Twitch. Um, you can go twitch.tv slash hazard animations. Or a slash. Slash. I think. However, it's a slash. Slash. Um, YouTube. YouTube. Merch store. Merch store is cool. Merch store's got some um, merch. The new um, shirt, the um, I'm not evil, I'm just not nice. It's on there? It, it, well, no, it's not on there yet. Oh. But I have to order it for myself because my thing is I'm going to order it and then I'll post it. Oh, okay. So you got to see that it's good. Yeah. You just want it first. <laughs> I want it. It's your shirt. Like it really it's is. for you. So I guess that makes sense. But there's some good merch on there. So yeah, we have the logo. We have the remembering. There's a few other designs on there. Um, the onesie. One onesies. The onesie. That's like my favorite. <laughs> I need to buy a few more of those. those that's like the best. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Um, so we got the final thoughts and comments. But now there's a surprise that I didn't tell Jared about. All right. We kind of touched on it on the last comment we the last comment I made. One of the previous. Okay. We, I want to do a Star Wars YouTube video. Okay. We're going to do a lightsaber duel. A lightsaber duel. Hang on, hang on. This is going to be fully choreographed. Like, it's going to be planned out. Okay. Front to back. Would you do it? Are you going to choreograph it? Yeah. Okay. You choreograph it and show me the moves, like Captain Falcon. Um, I'll do it. <laughs> I was told Show me your moves. Uh, Falcon Punch! Like I did with the volleyball last night. The. Oh. 
I told someone, I was like, I'm just start falcon punching this thing. Like right before the volleyball comes, I go, falcon punch. Oh my God. I did that like three or four times last That's night. That's a terrible way to play volleyball. It worked. It's a terrible way to play it volleyball. But yeah, I'll do it. I'll do a lightsaber battle. Now, the other idea I had is to practice voiceover. We take some scenes from a movie and. And we voice it over? Not necessarily voiceover, maybe like reenact, but also do like a. You know, like how people do like videos in the booth or whatever. How like they'll. Just act it out, and they have like the thing at the bottom. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. You're gonna have to send me a sample. I will. That sounds fun. So basically, what you do is you get in your recording booth or wherever, you record the lines, and then at the bottom of the screen, it has the actual video of what you're voicing. Oh, okay. So it's so we're doing voiceover work for movies. Yes. Okay. For Star Wars. For Star Wars. I don't know how to edit that. Like edit out their like original voices and stuff. You're going to do that? I'll help with that. All right, cool. Yeah, that'd but, be fun. But we're going to do the YouTube video of where I'm going to do a funny voice for Darth Vader. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I you am know. your father. Or do you like Elmo Darth Vader? Okay, hang on, hang on. I just thought of this. Have you ever seen the Kermit the Frog as Darth Vader? No. Or as Palpatine? No. <sighs> oh, like the meme? <laughs> There's like a whole video. I've of seen the three. meme. I have not seen. There's a whole, a whole video of uh, Kermit the Frog as Chancellor Palpatine. Oh, I gotta check that out. <laughs> oh, I am a son of. I don't have a Kermit the Frog voice. I know Kermit the Frog. <laughs> okay, um, that's funny. We're getting way off. I'll top. check that. But yeah, so we'll have to do this choreographed. Yeah, yeah. And also, just because we're mentioning Star Wars, I am going to Star Wars Land in the end of August. Woo! So if you're in Star Wars Land at the end of August, look for Hazard. In the flesh. In the flesh. Mm. In person, I mean. Yeah, and we'll do, if you guys see me there too, we'll do, I'll post it on the Discord. He'll Join wear Discord. a hazard shirt. That way you know. I might wear a Jedi robe. Maybe. Fine. We'll, we'll figure out. Um, but I'll be doing the build your lightsaber and maybe buying the temple guard. That'd be sick. And we're probably going to have to, for the choreograph thing, have Trent write up a script and stuff. All right. So we'll make it legend. We should just reenact the uh, Duel of the Fates. We could. We moved recording for the day and I don't have anything to throw now. Good. That's all I got. I'm out. I'm out of stuff. Out of stuff? I'm all right. excited. Well, again, thanks for stopping, hanging up and doing the podcast. I think you're like the normal guest, but we have fun with this. I think this is a. I think we have an, uh, a guest. Guest? Coming in a week or so, don't we? Like, there's somebody potentially coming on the show with us. Uh, I've, I've heard from from Noah that he might be doing an episode with us soon. He was supposed to come today, but I didn't text him. Wow! <laughs> I'm dead serious. Noah, if you hear this, he totally flaked on you. Josh did. Well, guys, well, I said if you're like, if you're running, um, maybe that's why my phone was going off. Let me see. Maybe Noah's trying to reach you right now. No, he didn't. Uh, my uncle did, though. And my mom. Everybody's trying to reach Josh. Happy birthday. No. Happy birthday. Um, so yeah, but I know um, Aaron's wanting to do an episode too. Yeah. So that's the Danny Phantom one. Danny Phantom. Okay, but next week's episode is going to be Hot Wheels Gold Race. Yes. I've watched like the first half of it. Well, I gotta finish it. Yeah, I gotta finish it. 
Yep. And then the week after that, we're talking the new Pokemon Scarlet and Violet trailer. I was going to mention that. I was going to leave it on Why not? Wow. Okay, so the week after that, we're doing Scarlet and Violet. Um, you don't need to surprise them. Just let them know. Just let them know what's coming. We're going to surprise them. With what? Why do we need to surprise them? It's cliffhanger. No. Okay. It's podcast. Podcast. Anyway. Okay. Well, I guess that's about it. I'll cut it out, and then they won't know. Okay. And we'll talk about it like I revealed it all, but it'll be beep. Got it. Beep. All right. Uh, I don't know what else to say, really. I think that was a pretty good episode. Sign off. All right, we're going to sign it off so we can get out of here so I can finish my soda. (laughs) Pepsi, go ahead and sponsor me, please. I drink a lot of this a day. Pepsi. All right, thank you all for tuning in. And remember, it's okay to be hazardous. Just don't get caught doing it. Caught doing it. Get caught doing Ah, it. Ah, you got caught being hazardous. All right, see you guys around. (laughs)